dice out now. Game. Game. Dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Checha, I'll be your DM for tonight, and the players with me tonight are Richard. Hello. Dia. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Is is that the goofy we're gonna do? No, I had a different one, but I cannot for the life of me remember it. Okay, that's okay. Jan. This is a goof. Yes. And Cora. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so... Um, this is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast. And you know what? It's been a hot minute since we described our characters. So, hey, guys, do we want to kind of do that? Who's going to go first? I can go first. Okay. All right, so uh, Darren is a uh, young-ish um, half-elf. He wears ordinary clothes, bit of a fancy jacket, but the rest of him is kind of, uh, you know, a little worn down. Uh, he's sexy dirty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's his class? Oh, uh, he's uh, a sorcerer. Mm. Wild sorcerer, not a dragon magic thingy. I forgot how that's called. And, uh, you know, if, if, if this took place not in a fantasy world, but in, like, uh, a modern setting, then he, he would be wearing, like, a button-down shirt that's just smudged with oil from working on his car in his garage, and it's just just right, you know? Just a little smudge <laughs> on his cheek, and um, it just works, you know? It's a sexy look. Would there happen to be a mirror in the garage just so he can check if the smudges are in the right place? Exactly. Uh, but I feel like some of the characters, some of the other characters don't really appreciate that. Uh, they don't appreciate his uh, dirty, sexy look. But I mean, that's that's their loss. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I don't think any of us appreciate it fully. Dawn certainly doesn't. Cassie could probably get behind it if he actually, you know, cared to. And, and Decla is generally oblivious to that sort of thing, I think. But uh, yeah, that's that's it, I guess. He has red hair. I forgot to mention that. Okay, who's up next? Uh, I can. I play Kasni, and he is a water genasi, and he's a cleric. He uh, has a pale blue skin and sort of very dark eyes, almost like they they don't have any proper whites. They're actually sort of blue-black, but it sort of looks like his whole eye is black. His hair is blue to purple, and it, it looks like... Uh, sort of an enemy. Occasionally it sort of moves on its own. He's 5'10 and he's he's about 47 so he's not a young guy but by his race I think that's not unusual. He's not like old or anything. No. In humans, human standards he's like 35 or something. Yeah. He, he wears quite a, a, a fancy blue jacket with sort of gold detail and uh, and blue trousers and a, and, and a sort of a sort of slightly off-white shirt, just because whites are, you know, it's too much. <laughs> okay, who, oh who, can follow that up? I'm playing Decla. Decla is a half-orc. She has green-grey skin. Uh, she is six foot two, and she has dark grey hair. She seems to be getting on a bit in orc ears. She has green eyes, and uh, she has a scar on her lip and tattoos on both of her hands, one of the sun and one of the chakras. 
she carries herself fairly gracefully and carries a carved wooden staff and has an amulet round her neck and wears monk's robes. Um, she often enjoys making tea and pouring it for her friends. Cool, and that leaves us with... No, that's it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Dawn is a tabaxi rogue. Um, He's about six foot tall with lustrous black and grey fur and big, luminous turquoise eyes. He dresses with understated grace, you could say, but normally in, like, quite expensive clothes that are very visually catching. On his head, there is a small turban in purple and currently has a big red stone with a feather in it because it's his party turban. (laughs) (laughs) And occasionally wears small golden eyeglasses. That and his natural charisma clearly makes him the leader of the group. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Decla's probably going to end up being the leader of this group. (laughs) We all know Decla's the only one that knows what she's doing. Yes, but she never says anything. <laughs> yeah, the, the characters don't know, but the players do know. <laughs> <laughs> well, listening to that description has got me all hot and bothered, and I completely forgot what happened last week. Can any of you remind me? I remember something about a goat. Yeah, last session was somewhat... Um, I mean, it wasn't the most eventful of sessions. We opened on there, uh, we were just about to have uh, breakfast, when uh, and Darren decided to take a swig from an unknown bottle of green liquid that may or may not have been floor cleaner. Uh, Maria, the halfling leader of the performers, told us that we had traded the goat to her for the magic glasses that Dawn had sold at the trinket shop. Darren offended Decla by adding the green drink to his cup of tea, because clearly that is a crime. <laughs> Um, we asked Maria if we could have the goat back and she agreed to the probably not unreasonable price of one gold after some time (laughs) we agreed to pay some time being about a third of the session (laughs) Uh, and then we left to return the goat when we uh, returned the goat we could retrieve uh, Dawn's friend Frog who showed an well, maybe not an interest, but he certainly seemed uh, he certainly seemed interested in uh, in Darren. So uh, Don and Kasney sort of sent them off together in a, in advance. I, I think they're going they're going currently to retrieve a hangover cure, despite the fact that Kasney has some in his bag. <laughs> and then the rest of us uh, headed back to town at a discreet distance, uh, far enough that 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 they would uh, you know be a bit ahead of us, but also that we could keep an eye on them because. Everyone except uh, Decla seemed to be quite intrigued as to how this is going to play out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we had decided to... Yes, we were going to head to the apothecary to get a dose of hangover cure for poor dear Frog, who is suffering greatly. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of stumbling as you're walking along. All right. The, the rest of the party is still lagging behind right yeah yeah you know very suspiciously uh <laughs> we're, we're just talking among ourselves if you look back i mean decla's behind us because clearly she's an old lady and she can't move so fast <laughs> i mean she's not that old sure she is <laughs> dawn and raven are you know they're, ha- they're catching up a little bit you know uh, i don't know why kasney's behind he just you know is looking at dawn's ass <laughs> i uh enter the uh, apothecary with uh with frog 
I say, hey, I'm back again. As you walked in, like, another customer just walked out, so, you know, you're first in line right now. Perfect. Hey, how... you're you're back already. Yes, we could actually use some more of that uh, hangover cure of yours. Oh, did you use it all already? Oh, we just, um, we, we, we just have one more bad case of a hangover and, uh... Ah. Thought I'd bring him right over here. <laughs> oh, well... Yeah, of course, of course. And she, she goes and picks up a, a, a dose and, like, she gives it to you. Thank you. One of my companions will pay you later. <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me, this is... You can't open a tab here. Like, it's not that kind of establishment. I, they'll be in here any second. I just... Oh, okay, well, then... It's very embarrassing, but I don't actually have any money on me. And Frog's like, oh, that's okay, I can pay. Oh please, no! You don't have to. No, it's it's fine. It's fine if you don't have any money. I I can I can I can I can pay. Out of character, I think Frog is quite rich. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know that. Can you not tell from looking at his clothes and stuff or whatever? <laughs> well, I guess. And yes, he he pulls pulls out his cash. It looks kind of heavy, actually. And suddenly he becomes much more attractive to Darren. <laughs> or does he? <laughs> I, de- I definitely side I am. Uh, <laughs> does Frog drink the drink the cure? I mean, not right there. Okay. I mean, you know, he's, he's kind of shy, if, if in case you haven't noticed. Aww. Too shy to drink medicine? <laughs> yeah, it's anxiety and it's real. <laughs> okay. He's sweet on you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's he's blushing like he's blushing really bad. Oh, what's 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 the matter, Frog? Oh, nothing, nothing. He's kind of he's kind of not keeping eye contact, and you know. Yeah, you, you don't you don't have to be shy around me. Oh, that, that, I I know I know that's that's fine I know. Although I I mean I have to admit it is kind of cute. <laughs> he blushes even more. Just gonna, hey, uh, anyways, uh, thanks for the. Medicine, he, he kind of scurries out. Okay, I, I, I follow him. Uh, thank you, thank you, goodbye. Bye. Oh, I, I, I forgot I wanted to ask about the about the um, drugs. I'll just walk back in. <laughs> Frog walks out. Darren's also about to walk out, but then he walks back in. I wanted to ask you, do you know anything about uh, lavender dust? Lavender dust? I mean, uh, why do you why do you have to know? I mean... You know, if you if you're a guard, you have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I, I'm I'm not I'm not looking to buy anything. I, I... Oh, well, good, because you know, in this town, it's not really. <sighs> well, anyways, yeah. W- what do you want to know? Well, we were at the uh, at the camp just now, mm-hmm. uh, where the the entertainers mm-hmm. uh, h- hang out. Someone there was. Very clearly addicted to the stuff, and um, oh. I just—I was just curious if, if you have many problems with the, with the drug in these parts. Um, well, some, yes, there are sometimes problems. Um, you know, our local cleric, uh, Sister Martina, she she usually can help with such cases, but so there are a lot of users in this town. <laughs> Not many. Not many, but you do get an occasional one. Do you know where they get their supply? Um, I... I I don't. Hmm. Well, thank you for your information. Um, you can roll insight if you want. 
Oh, that's that's a good idea. <laughs> I will roll inside, and I came up with this idea all on my own. <laughs> that's an eighteen. She has some idea. Okay, I will. I will still say okay. Thank you for your information. I will not press it, <laughs> um, but I will definitely keep it in mind. Maybe maybe I'll speak to the cleric. Uh, I'm just I'm just worried. I've I've known a lot of people who um, ruined their lives with with this stuff, and uh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I guess you would know about it. Yes. What 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 do you mean by that? I mean you're you know. Anyways. You know what? I didn't mean to offend. It's just I. Good day. I walk out. I'm I mean. <laughs> I'm already out. I'm out the door. <laughs> He's out the door. The rest of you see Darren kind of storm out the door like. Did you walk up to Frog by that time already or not? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have left Frog alone just standing in the middle of the I, If we passed the dress shop on the way in, I would have stopped by if my tiefling is, was there. No, she's not She's not outside currently now. Okay, if she's gone then, okay, fair enough. I followed everyone else. And we probably Although the way I'm looking at it, you probably wouldn't have made... You probably would have come from a different direction, so... Hmm. The uh, tiefling called Thread. Thread, yeah. Well, that's okay. I didn't want to talk to her. <laughs> Kasni did. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Darren comes stomping out of the the apothecary. What do I, what's everyone else up to? What a rude lady! Did was something said? Well, she so she definitely knows something. I didn't want to press her on it, but she definitely knows something. And then she just insulted me in the rudest way, and I just walked out on her. She claims that she uh, doesn't know who's supplying the, the people with the lavender dust, but um, I know she does. You could, I could see it in her eyes. Well, we, we know that it was... Daniel, that's it, Daniel. Daniel is the one that was uh, we were get, supposed to get it from, so I assume that he's... If not, if he's not the like main supplier, he's certainly some somebody involved in the whole thing. Oh yeah, definitely, and I um, got the feeling... Maybe we can rough him up. Maybe he's the one we get to beat up. As much as I'd love to uh, go around and beat up uh, city drug dealers, maybe let's not do that just yet. He seems to be quite the powerful person. He is the bride's brother, and therefore, logically, that means that she that he is uh, Tamara's brother also. And maybe I don't want to cause that sort of problem. Is she married, by the way? She is married, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, you assume that's how she got her title. Were you planning on staying here for that to be a problem? Oh, wait, so she's not the sister, then. She's the sister-in-law. No. Wait, what? No, no, she's the, she's the sister. Look, the, the, we say the wine baron, but, you know, he doesn't have an actual title. He's a wine baron in the same way that you can be, like, a cattle baron. Uh, so I think maybe we'll just give this arrest for now because I don't know if we can do much about this drug pro- problem right now. I think we shouldn't confront the burn just yet because I somehow got the feeling that uh, he would make a powerful enemy. It is not top priority now. Not when there is a missing woman. We, we should worry about finding the bride first. Yes. And maybe she can shed some light on this whole story. I'll turn to Frog and go, Frog, I don't suppose you remember much from last night, do you? Um, not really. I mean... I remember the part when we uh, came to visit uh, the 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 farmer, but um, that 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 sort of where it ends for me. And Raven's like, "Yeah, bro, you were pissed." 
So, blacksmiths? Well, we could also um, talk to the constable, right, about that fabric? We could indeed. I think that's our strongest lead right now. But uh, we can vote on it. I vote fabric. Yes, I think that's the best lead for for Christina, at least. Fabric it is. Let us go hunt down the constable. As much as I am not looking forward to talking to the constable. Let's talk to the constable and follow this lead up. Right, so you go to see the constable. Where where exactly do you go? Like, Do you just go to the jailhouse or... I will ask some of the uh, bystanders if they've seen the constable and if they can point us in the right direction. Yeah, you uh, ask a random old lady walking down the road and she says, Oh, Constable Polycarp, he's probably at the jailhouse at this time of day. Yes, I think by now he should probably be done with the rounds, yes. Ah, thank you very much. No problem, young man. And yeah, she kind of winks at you. (laughs) (laughs) I ship it. But like, this is like a, a little old lady, you know. I ship it. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, we don't know his type. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have a type. Maybe he's an equal <laughs> opportunities, sir. <laughs> Dawn uh, winks and flashes her grin and swans off. Yeah. Okay. So you. Dawn will flirt with anything with a pulse. <laughs> Who says it needs to have a pulse? <laughs> oh. Of course, I should. I forget it's you that's controlling this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, my best friend. Okay. So, you walk over to the jailhouse? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, You walk in, like, there's that young guard sitting at the table there. And like, oh, uh, you're you're back. How can I help you? No need to sound so surprised. I'm not not surprised. Is the constable in? Oh, yeah, he's uh, just in the back. He's got some paperwork to do. Wonderful. Do you mind if we have a little chat with him? Um, sure, I can ask him. And, uh, they go back. And, yeah, a few moments later, the constable comes out of the back room. He's like, oh, lovely to see you all again. How may I help you? Um, do we get a private room, or is this said, like, out in the open? I mean, it's just him and the young guard, so... Yeah. Dawn will gesture towards one of the cells, which is empty. Um, yeah, sure, we can step aside, yes. Like, you don't step into the cell, you just kind of step down, like... Yeah, basically away from any easily prying ears. Um, and all goes... We understand you were talking to Thread about a theft of some pink cloth? Yes, I saw saw uh, some pink cloth this morning uh, off the back of a cart. I, I thought it might have been stolen from her, and I asked, but uh, apparently she didn't... Which cart? Was it one that was leaving? Yes, uh, there was a cart leaving this the town this morning. Well, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was the owner of said cart? Was it someone known to the village? Oh, I don't, I don't think I remember his name, but uh, I, I've seen him come through this uh, parts a few times. Yes, an old dwarf. I believe he was driving out a few barrels. An old dwarf, you say? That drives a cart. Have we? I think we have. We all met a old dwarf that drives a cart. I feel like we have all met a do- old dwarf that drives a cart. Could you describe this dwarf to us? Well, he had uh, gray hair, gray beard. Uh, I mean, it was early morning. It was dark. I I did not see see well. Um, Does that sound like Herman? Yeah, that's uh, probably Herman. 
Is he? When did he leave, Constable? Oh, um, well, sort of right before I found all of you in the square, throwing coal dust at each other. And yes, enough about that alleged incident. Yes, uh, Christina's definitely in that cart. Kelsey says that, like, actually out loud. (laughs) Wait, Christina? Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure. You don't don't mean the bride, do you? Well, how many Christinas do you know? It's a small town, I can't imagine there's many. Now, now, Kelsey, play nice. Well, there's an old lady named Christina, but I... Yes, Constable, we are looking for the bride. When you saw the fabric, was it like a ripped-off segment of fabric, or was it sort of a piece of fabric peeking out of a, for example, wooden barrel? You know, now that you mention it... Yeah! Dawn just sighs, exasperated. Christina, in the barrel, on the cart, the fucking dwarf. (laughs) Right, okay! You sound like you're making a Cluedo... uh... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's that's the one. I think we should head to the stables, get us uh, get ourselves some horses, and follow Herman. How long ago was this? Because I think it must have been hours ago by now. This must have been six hours plus, if it's midday now. Oh. To the horses! <laughs> well, is that old? Can I help you with something else? I... Mm, well... The mysteries of how you managed to uh, arrest us continue to elude me, but we'll get back to you on that one, I'm sure. Well, you were pretty pissed at that point, so it wasn't that difficult. I told you. My dear constable, I must have been paralytic. <laughs> Look, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm confident that between the variety of bizarre drinks we had and possibly having been slipped something, that between us we probably were, I mean... Ah, yes, constable. Somebody slipped you something. Have you had any reports of... Memory loss or strange occurrences that no one could account for? Well, not really. I mean, there was that missing goat. It's okay, we found it. Oh, you did? The the goat has been returned to its rightful owner with uh, minimal interference. That's one worry taken care of. Hmm. Still doesn't make sense. Dawn sort of turns around and waves a hand at the constable as if he's dismissing him and walks out. I... Well, good day to you as well. If you need anything else, you know where to find me. I'll be probably here. Thank you for your help, Constable. Uh, you're welcome. Anytime. And please let us know if you hear anything about brides or... um, Yes, brides. <laughs> Will do. He looks kind of confused, but... Yeah. I don't think he'll be much help to us. Onwards to the stables. Yeah, you roll up to the stables, they're like right next to the jailhouse. There's a sort of brown-haired half-elf woman, sort of youngish, like late 20s probably, who's the stable master. She gives you horses. I don't know if you want to like say something to her or not, but... We could haggle over the price for 20 minutes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> haggle over the price for 20 minutes. My god. We are we are helping out the local constabulary because they're incompetent. No, I don't. I don't say that. Um, we're, we're helping out the local constabulary, and we are concerned that somebody may have stolen Christina from her wedding night, and uh, um, we could do with uh, perhaps the use of your horses, because um, we we have to investigate a lead. Okay, what are you trying to achieve here? 
Kasni is hoping to get free horses, but I'm suspecting that that is not possible. So I'm just trying to get a good deal. I mean, if you're all well enough, like roll me, roll me persuasion. Persuasion. I, I'm just sitting here being angry at how good uh, how good Dawn's stats are compared to mine. All right, okay, my persuasion, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, she's like, well, if you are helping the constabulary, I I guess I could give you a discount. So what would that be? Six horses. And she looks over at you and actually Raven holds on to Frog and she says, actually, I think it's better that we sit this one out. I don't feel comfortable letting Frog go on. Yeah, frog, frog on a horse, I don't think is a good idea. And Frog looks kind of insulted at that, but, you know, doesn't. Oh, I'm, I'm sure Frog here can handle himself. Look at him. Kasni turns to Darren and um, Decla and um, uh, do you both know how to ride a horse? Do we? Do you? That's a good point. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> mm, I don't think Tegla has any experience. I I'm taking it as given that as a as a relative highborn, Dawn has uh, has experience riding horses, possibly zebras even. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Perhaps it would be more advisable to get two stronger horses that could perhaps take two riders each. Uh, I look at Dawn. I mean. Between us, I I don't think, I mean, we're not exactly going to be putting huge strain on on the horses. I I sort of briefly eye Decla and then look back. I I think you know just just horses. It's not no offense, Decla, but you are a half orc and you are over six foot tall. You're clearly going to be the heaviest of the group. <laughs> well, she's also very lightly built. So okay, fair enough. So we're all we're yeah. So I say yes. Um, I I think probably it's probably. Best to just have two horses if we could just share. I I feel like um, two of our companions perhaps are not uh, experienced enough to ride horses on their own. Right. Yes. Uh, two strong horses. We can we can arrange that. I'm guessing you will also want saddles. Well, yes, of course. Thank you. All right. Yeah, she gives you the horses. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to come up with a price right now because no. Um, but she gives you a bit of discount and. Yeah, she hel- She helps you all. Uh, what's the word? Not board. Um, mount. 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 Yeah, she. Oh, I must board my horse away. <laughs> <laughs> Look, English is my second language. Okay. No, no, no. It's great. It was a fantastic mental image. <laughs> I'm now considering deboating a horse. <laughs> <laughs> disembark. Let's disembark the horse. <laughs> <laughs> As she helps Darren up, she kind of smiles at him. Oh, she too, huh? No taste in these people. F- frog, frog is still there, right? Uh, I don't, I don't think he notices. Well, still, like in in Frog's present, I will just give her a a warm smile back, but nothing too suggestive. Ah, yeah. How considerate. You know, not in a rude way. Just, uh, yeah. I, I just, I just smile back. Okay. Right, uh, and you're off. Like, we didn't say it, but like, you know which way he went. Uh, he went towards the east, uh, up towards Mellisville. Okay, so you follow the road. Um, you follow it for quite a while, like several kilometers. Like, yeah, like how far do you actually follow? Like, how far, how long are you? Until we meet the cart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just making sure, because it's quite a journey. So you ride for like five kilometers. Then 10 kilometers. Like, he had a few hours head start from you. So, then 15 kilometers, then 
16th kilometer, you like you all have enough passive perception that at the side of the road you see remains of a cart. I sure hope nothing bad happened to poor uh, Hermann. What is the remains of... Is it just the cart? Is it things that were on the cart? Is there a body anywhere? Well, beside the cart you can also see... Like, roll me, roll me actually an investigation, just to see the level of detail. 22. 22. Anybody else? Sorry, what's this a perception, did you say? Investigation. Investigation, sorry. Uh... Oh, natural 20! Yo! Cora? I'm not even going to bother. That was incredibly stupid. I mean, you know, still can roll. Maybe you also get a net 20. 11. Eleven, okay, that's... That's not too bad. Okay, so you do recognize uh, that Cladarin you wrote on this card. You recognize it as Herman's card. There are some notches in the side of the card that you know that it's the right one. It's broken. Wheel fallen off. It's kind of broken in half. There is also uh, remains of a barrel nearby. Are there any scraps of pink cloth around? Not really, but Casney rolled well enough that he actually finds there are some burn marks around the side. The ground is slightly damp. There are tracks of four people and one horse that are going into the woods, and there's a set of footprints that goes further down the road. How many people going with the horse? Uh, four. Four people and a horse into the woods, and one person on their own down the road. Mm-hmm. This could have been a drop-off gone bad? If Christina's paying people to help her escape. They got greedy, maybe? It's possible. Well, there was fire, I mean... Fire? Oh, yes, so I see. Yeah, Castillo, like, points out the burn marks. Does this look like magical fire, or does this look like where, like, a torch has been dropped? I mean, there's no torch remains, so you're guessing it wasn't a torch fire? But you also said it was damp as well, so someone has put the fire out after the fact. Could be. That would make sense. Does anyone have detect magic? Uh, yes, I've got. I and I even have it prepared. Not that I need to, because it's a ritual. Are you suggesting this uh, in character? Well, I don't know if characters say the name of spells in character. Do they? Let, let's say they do. Like the studied magic, you know, because you know. Yeah, you know magic. You've, you've got some awareness of spells. Yeah, but he 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 didn't train it. So uh, it's 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 fine. I probably have some knowledge. Maybe you'd express it more like: Does anyone have any ability? Can to... anyone detect magic? <laughs> yes. Can anyone detect magic? Those are the exact words that I choose. <laughs> I, I can. I can. Um... I think it might be worth worthwhile to see if there was. What do you expect we might find? I I'm just curious if. Uh... If there are any traces of magic in, in the area that we can assume that we have probably a big problem on our hands. It might tell us if it was hostile. This will be my last uh, level one spell slot of the day, but uh, yep, yeah, sure, I cast Detect Magic. Well, if you cast it as a ritual, it doesn't burn your spell slot, right? Oh, that's true. Yes, I, yes, uh, that's true. I'll cast it as a ritual, which will take... Oh, yeah, it takes 10 minutes because it's only a regular action, so that means it technically takes 10 minutes and 6 seconds. 
Yeah, um, can you read me the text of that? Right. Uh, For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creatures or objects in the area that bear magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. So there are no invisible creatures or spell effects. You kind of see some magic shimmers on, like, some of the items on that light ring that you have, and, like, Darren, he's just shimmering. Cassie takes a moment to eye up Darren in his shimmery uh, detect magic form. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there is sort of light on the burn marks, there is like sort of slight magic residue. So you're guessing that is magic fire. The wheel on the cart, is the axle snapped? Or has it just rolled off? Did it come off naturally or unnaturally is basically what I want to know. Yeah, uh, what was your investigation again? Mine, 22. Yeah, okay, no, it was attacked. Okay, so this fireball question mark came out, hit the cart, immobilized it. It's on the ground, it's not on the cart. So hits the ground for distraction? Seems very conscientious of kidnappers. I don't think this is the work of just ordinary bandits. They don't usually have a lot of magic users among them, I just assume. (laughs) I think this was a planned hit. Who would know that she was going to be there? That's the question. Unless they were taken by force. We have already encountered bandits in the park. Have you? Kasni doesn't know this. Uh, yeah. Dekla and me in the, um, we basically, um, defended the Baron's sister from, from bandits. Did they have magic? I don't think so. No, I don't think they did. I think those were just ordinary, like, bandits, right? It was uh, connected to the lavender dust. Oh, interesting. So you've heard of this lavender dust before? This doesn't make sense. It's like we have pieces of three different puzzles. It's all connected. I say again, if this was the bride... Oh, no, it was the... Yeah, no, it was the bride's... It was the bride's brother that has this connection to the lavender dust. So maybe... Maybe people he's involved with wanted to kidnap her... To send a message to him or to blackmail him in some way. But then, how do you get it? How do you get her on the cart in the first place? Well, I feel like she got in there willingly, but exactly. How would they know she was there? Unless her brother found out and was aiming to stop her. Maybe Hermann is involved in this somehow. Maybe, maybe he tipped someone off. I d- I don't know. He didn't really seem like the sort to do something like that. But who knows? No, it really didn't. But we do know that he's involved with the apothecary. Does there seem to be any blood around? There is some blood, but like not... You don't think anyone died, but you, there was a scuffle, so... So Herman Herman has something to do with the apothecary? Yeah. I believe I know this Herman, but I met him not, not near here. I only remember from last night, in fact it's one of the last things I do remember, is Herman and the apothecary going down an alley. Which is next to the uh, apothecary, in fact, now I think about it. Oh, it was the apothecary you saw going down the alley. Yeah, they definitely fucked. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dwarf! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him a long time ago. He took me uh, from one of my lovers to the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Bows in different area codes. Mm. So if Darren was saying that she knows more than she's talking about... It's quite possible he's mixed up in this somehow. 
It, it is. Maybe he's the traitor. She contacts him to get her out of there. He gives it up to the drug runners. It is a very real possibility. I, I, I must say that I find it hard to believe because he just really didn't strike me as the type. But, um, well, maybe he's just a good liar. Well, she obviously knows something about the lavender dust. The bride's brother is involved in lavender dust. The dwarf and the apothecary are connected. And the Lavender Dust boss's sister has gone missing. It does seem a bit too coincidental, doesn't it? Hmm. I don't really see yet how the kidnapping, if it's a kidnapping, really plays into all this, but I'm sure that we will find out. Ransom? Leverage? I am still not convinced she didn't get in that barrel of her own free will. After all, it's the barrel from the... Tavern. I'm not saying that she didn't get into it, but for on her own free will. I just think that something changed on her way here. Somebody who helped her, perhaps betraying her. Maybe she can't have done it all. She can't have arranged it all by herself. It's too flamboyant to be her own. Like, why get kidnapped when you're already free and clear? Folks, how do you feel about robbery? Eh. Why do I hang around with these people? <laughs> I don't know if Darren saw Kazni stealing the candlestick and the candle holder from the dead guy, but... I I don't think so, no. I think... And stop me if this is a really dumb idea, but... I think we should break into the apothecary. Well, they're open at the moment. I feel like that might be ill-advised. Of course. I think we should obviously do it at night. Isn't that going to stretch our time frame a bit too much like if we delay any longer she could be literally on miles away by now of course but uh, if we don't find out anything else you are about this um card is about i don't know two three hours out of town yeah you said 15 clicks or so yeah going going back now would be a massive waste of time well can we attempt to follow the tracks you said there are tracks we have two sets of tracks to follow or do we go into the woods, or do we follow... Can we see if the tracks look like they're leading in a particular direction? Can someone tell me how old the tracks are? Can I use survival? Yeah, anyone can. Oh, yeah, I will roll survival. Uh, I have good survival. I do not! I rolled a two, which comes out at a six. Uh, because I have shitty stats. I rolled an eight. Uh, I think I have a 19 total. Oh, nice. A few hours old. This is uh, fairly recent. Do the tracks in either direction appear to be coming or going in particular? Because if one set of tracks is coming towards and the others are going away, I think we could, uh, you know... I think they're both going away, aren't they? The single one down the road goes away. The ones from the forest come from the forest and then back into the forest. Oh, well, there we go. Dawn is going to ask Dekla if all the treads leading down the path, i.e. not the ones involved in the ambush, are they possibly... Made by someone of dwarven size and stature? Are you versed enough in tracking to be able to tell me this? Uh, I'm going to go with yes. Uh, then I say yes. So the dwarf is on foot. Looks like it. Do we know roughly what the next town you get to if you keep going along this road is? The big town down this road is Millersville, but there is like a smaller town that I forgot. It's Musgara. Uh, I say to the group, it looks like her man went this way, and someone came from the woods, attacked the cart maybe, and then left. But maybe 
they took the bride um, into the woods with them. And they had little to no interest in the dwarf Herman, so... Or the carts, for that matter. Yeah, so I think we need to follow those. Well, the carts... Is the cart badly damaged? Like, really badly damaged? Yeah, it can drive. Yeah. Uh, well, presumably he's... Presum- well, no, he didn't take the horse either. Where's the horse? That goes into the forest, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they they've taken the they've taken the bride. They've taken possibly things that were on the cart. They've taken the horse. Oh, they could have tied her up and stuck her on the horse. And they left the dwarf to wander off on his own. He's headed in that direction, and they've all headed in the other direction. So well. Yeah, well, we know where our priorities lie. Yes, we're following this set of tracks. Honestly, I'm not that fussed about the dwarf. I have no reason, aside from the fact that I once spent a long journey with him and he seemed all right. I have no real reason to... Uh... The dwarf will be able to answer questions, however. Yes. Before we go stumbling blindly into what is potentially an ambush. Mm, I don't feel like they set it up to ambushers. We're already an hour behind. We have to go. We have to follow this, this trail. You're several hours behind. You said this looked like it was a couple of hours old, I think, didn't you? I think Hermann will... I think he's going to be fine for now on his own, as long as he's not hurt. He's definitely a lavender dust dealer, though. (laughs) Could be. You don't know. Dawn flicks his whiskers and sort of sighs a bit at the effort involved and goes, All right, let's go hunting in the woods. I'll protect you, you big scaredy cat. (laughs) <laughs> ah, Declan, truly, you are my closest friend in this. Thank you. <laughs> Kasni smirks. Not sure if Declan would be aware of the pun, but I certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you wander off into the woods, and that's where we're gonna pick up next time. Out Now Game is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. If you can, please rate and review our podcast, and tell your friends about us. Now. Game! Game! the land that brought you Lord of the Rings, Flight of the Concords, and the Square Potato comes the next great New Zealand invention. For Crits and Giggles is a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast featuring the latest in podcasting technology, real life players, dice rolling action, confusion, laughs, New Zealanders. Join Poe, Anya, Mordai, and Mithras as they stumble through the custom fantasy world of Iannis, trying to save the day without injuring themselves too horrifically. For Crits and Giggles, available now from forcritsandgiggles.com or wherever the very best of podcasts are picked up. 
for Crits and Giggles, a D&D podcast with slightly different accents.